Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, today we got Diego back with us again for a Clone Wars Talk Part 16, I believe it is. And uh, we're going over uh, another arc, a uh, very special arc, uh, typically referred to as the Night Sister arc. And uh, that is number 56 through 58 on the chronological list, episodes 312, 313, and 314. So, we're kind of approaching the uh, the more more or less it's now in release order after this point. I think there's only one anomaly, but um, but yeah, this this arc was quite something else. So let's let's chat with Diego about it. Another happy landing. All right, welcome back, Diego. Thanks, buddy. Good to be back. Always good to have you back. So... This is the arc. This is the this is the arc to start in a, a very steep uphill kind of climb in, in terms of quality in the show. It kind of reaches next level at this point. Yeah. So uh, I noticed, like, so the episodes we got on our arc today. Um, the first one's called Night Sisters, uh, then Monster, and then we have Witches of Mist. So uh, I mean, just back to back, this whole arc is just action-packed i mean it's it is pretty good so uh it starts off with massage mentor she's back um you know there's a scene where palpatine says to dooku to kill her um she's not no longer worth it is she trying to overthrow dooku and then kill me you know this is sidious talking so it's just uh it's it's uh it's really nice to see that that reoccurring theme of like the the Sith and his apprentice, and then the apprentice has uh, an apprentice. So, yeah, yeah, totally. But there's always the rule of two, right? So there uh, is, and that's where all the yeah. drama comes in. So we got we yeah. got our first uh, episode on the list, which is Night Sisters. So how about we listen to the featurette, and then uh, we'll kind of get into kind of what we saw. Yeah, for sure. Now you fall, as all Jedi must. If was an interesting idea for George. He always liked the character Ventress. He liked how she had been used in the Clone Wars, but we never used her a lot. We'd always talked about doing episodes that got behind the villains, saw things from their perspective. We've always talked about the rule of two, how there are only two Sith Lords. But then there's always Ventress around, so what does that mean? Because she's kind of a third wheel. Well, George wanted to develop this idea of Ventress and who she really is and expand her story 
So we really see things from the villainous side, from the dark side, and this brings in the Night Sisters. Now, the Night Sisters themselves are not a new concept. They have been around in Star Wars lore in different novels and different comic books. But like everything, when we sat down to do them with George, you know, this is how the real deal goes for him in his universe. What we have are a, a clan of witches that live on the planet Dathomir. And George wanted Ventress to have been from these witches, but she had gotten lost at one point. They had had to strike a deal and they gave her away. I give a lot of credit to Katie Lucas. She took on this task of writing this uh, trilogy of episodes. And I said, you know, Katie, this is going to be a near and dear thing to a lot of fans. And uh, there are histories about Ventress. And you know, we should give this a once over. You should look at it and see what you can incorporate. And uh, you know, I thought Katie did a brilliant job um, bringing a lot of the history of Ventress to Kyneric, the Ratataki, and, and, and how that all went down to her story uh, of, of Ventress. Thank you, Master. Okay, very interesting uh, little feature right there. That actually was that actually was pretty huge. So, yeah, Night Sister has been around for a long time in the expanded universe, but now we finally got them canonized in the Clone Wars, and uh, a little bit of a, a window into Ventress's past at this point, kind of referencing those plot points uh, that were previously established in expanded universe, universe material, uh, aka Star Wars Legends, but. Uh, Part in part of that is is actually kind of a a little Easter egg to the classic two D Star Wars Clone Wars series, uh, which we saw uh, we were introduced to Ventress at the time uh, with her wielding double uh, blue and and green lightsabers or double green lightsabers or something like that, and uh, and then uh, fights Dooku and Dooku recruits her as, as his apprentice and gifts her. Uh, the red lightsabers so a little bit of a tidbit there just kind of referencing the fact that she was once uh, trained as a Jedi briefly before before things happened and and she lost uh, she lost her master so uh, just starting from the beginning of the episode what was the first thing that you noticed Uh, like Dave said you know uh, the rule of two uh, Palpatine Find he catches on and finds <clears throat> finds out that Ventress is um, you know getting really powerful at this point, and uh, he makes it clear to Dooku to you know if if he's loyal to Palpatine, then he must uh, eradicate and kill Massage Ventress uh, because of this rule of two, uh, in perhaps in fear that you know she'll overthrow Dooku, which will then. Um, after she kills Dooku, she'll kill Palpatine, and then she's the ruler of the universe, um, as far as the Grand Sith Lord. But, um, you know, with with such high power that, you know, Darth Sidious has, why would he fear that? I mean, at the same time, you kind of think about it like um, he killed his master in his sleep, right? But um, it's actually funny. Uh there's, I can't remember if it, that's, I think that's the next, I think that's the next episode, but uh, I'll, I'll save that part for the next one. But the whole like killing master in your sleep thing that pops up later in this arc. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot to talk about on these ones. Um, 
a very Sith oriented this whole arc. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's it's also just like yeah, like Dave, Dave said, like this is an arc where you know they plan to do it from the villain's perspective. Um, yeah, and uh, and Ventress is you know specifically just you know as a uh, uh, a character that we haven't really got a whole lot of. It's it's actually really interesting to to see a lot more of that these days. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, you know the first little. I guess it was like kind of an Easter egg. Uh, that I saw, but uh, the classic two D Clone Wars ship that she had with the 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 fan kind of like red wing, yep. That's that's back. Like she has yep. her her typical ship back. So that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and they also referenced that the planet that they're above was Sullust, I believe. Yes. Um. So yeah. So we've heard of Sullust, of course. Uh, that's the planet where. The Rebel Alliance was gathering around prior to the attack on the second Death Star, um, and uh, Palpatine spies had located the the Rebel fleet hiding on the other side of Sullust or whatever. So um, that was that was also kind of an interesting reference in there. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's evident that her power is kind of growing stronger, not just because Palpatine kind of tells Dooku to kill her because she's becoming a bit a bigger threat, but uh, but also just you know, her little fight on board that Separatist ship with Anakin and Obi-Wan, it's pretty evident that she's getting a little more powerful, you know? Like, she's able to hold her ground against those two who are pretty good swordsmen, I would say, and and force users in general. And she's able to kind of hold her ground quite a bit, you know, yeah. for, for just a, an assassin. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, we kind of... It, it's cool with this episode because, like you said, we we learn a lot about Asajj Ventress. Uh, mm -hmm. We kind of get a little backstory from her. Um, so, like, she has. Oh, sorry. Let me just plug in. Sorry, let me just plug in my laptop here before it dies on me. Oh yeah, um, no worries. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's plugged in. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah, we get a little more background to her, and she, um, she has this duel with them, uh, and then I believe she fights with. Uh, she, uh, what happens? Oh yeah, so they have a fight, and then uh, well, Count Dooku, Dooku basically says that she's that he, you know he's uh, she's failed him for the last time, and yeah. that she's no longer his apprentice, right? Yeah. And then she takes off for Dathomir. Well, no, she doesn't take off for Dathomir. Her her busted up ship gets out of there basically just in time before the ship blows up the big the big ship that she's on, and then mm -hmm. some smugglers finds her she takes those guys out and then she takes herself to death Amir. yeah um yeah and when she gets back to her home planet she meets with her mother and a yeah, bunch mother of her sisters. Mother yeah mother tells him. not specifically her mother but uh but she is kind of the leader of the night sister clan yeah everyone kind of refers to themselves as sisters and they call her mother townsend like mother mm -hmm. but um but yeah. yeah so uh in this um they see that she's super, you know, she's really injured and they take her into this, uh, this kind of, uh, like this ritual and they, they perform this magic ritual on her where they lie her down on this, uh, on this table bed sort of thing. And then they kind of use like their magic and they, what we see while Asajj is kind of injured and going through this, we see memories uh, in her mind kind of rewind so we see her as a baby being sacrificed um, and then later 
as yeah, she's... Yeah, to, to protect the clan. She, she's given up to uh, some, uh, what we can assume is a, a slaver of some kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's uh, worth it's worth noting her her captor's name was uh, Hal Hal I believe. Yeah, and yeah. he he gets he gets killed. He gets, he gets shot. Killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he gets shot, and then after that, um, we see uh, some Jedi who yeah, Kai Kai Neric, yeah, Kai Neric, yeah, um, and Kai Neric kind of took took her under his wing because she he noticed that. Um, as someone was blasting and shooting at Asajj, she kind of like force pushes this person out of the way, knocks them out. And then mm-hmm. Kai sees that he, he takes Asajj under his wing, uh, and kind of trained her in the force. And then later, uh, there's another memory that's brought up where we see, uh, Kai Neric's death. And then, uh, she, she kind of, we see her first little episode of like, pure anger and hatred and yeah. she goes after the the uh, killer of kai very very similar to how anakin reacts to the tuscan raiders for killing mm-hmm. his mother mm-hmm. very much so yeah um, it's kind of the kind of the gateway to the dark side yeah that we're looking at yeah yeah she gives into her anger and then wipes out um the killer of kai Narek, and then uh in the next memory that's brought up during this um, ritual, we see how uh, we don't really see how her and Dooku met, but we see a scene where Dooku's talking to her and yeah. says, "I will, I will teach you the ways of the dark side and all of stuff." I will teach you the ways of the dark side. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. Those are those are kind of the flashbacks that we get uh, from her memories as they're kind of healing her in this ritual, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. The, so so basically, like what we see are these windows into her past that reflect her greatest moments of pain, uh, and and Hal said, uh, which was the pirate that kind of she was given up to to protect the clan. Yeah. Um, he uh, he dies, and you know, and she's been with this pirate person or the smuggler or whatever for for uh for a good long while because when he d- gets shot by pirates uh she's quite upset about it and then uh this jedi is kind of fighting off the people that did kill um her master is what she refers to him um uh-huh. and uh jedi kind eric comes bursting into the scene and you know and and uh he uh is saved by ventress when she force shoves that guy out of the way like you were saying and so after taking her and training her and developing a long-term relationship with her as an apprentice uh, i believe that they were on this this planet for a very long time or something like that and uh and and she loses yet another master of hers which is kyneric so that's two big losses in her entire life that you know people who've meant a lot to her probably the only people that she's ever kind of cared about in a way and and then when Dooku finds her, she kind of gets a sense of purpose and meaning through his means, and then he abandons her. So okay. I mean, she's feeling very lost at this point. You know, like like talk about Anakin feeling lost in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, Aventress has got nobody, so she goes back to the place that she knows she came from, and mm-hmm. uh, hopes that Mother Talzin can kind of give her, um, uh, almost like a. 
a sense of uh, purpose and life. A, yeah, a sense of purpose. Yeah, not, and and not only that, but further kind of exact revenge on Duku for uh, everything that he's done to her, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I would imagine Duku being the the most cruel of the three masters that she's yeah. ever had has yeah. also just kind of left her to die, and yeah. and she just hates him for it, right? So she's kind of you know through this episode developing this plot to kind of kill dooku so she she goes takes some of the night sisters in the clan uh some of the best warriors that mother talzin has to offer and uh they step into this mist and everything like that and they uh they take uh, they become like invisible and have the jedi weapons and all that um to kind of disguise themselves uh but they also have a poison dart that they use on dooku when they kind of go to they go to sereno and they invade his house and they attack him while he's sleeping and it, i thought it was interesting before this attack that uh it's worth mentioning the night sisters that are with her even though they're as they're powerful warriors they can't sense dooku but ventress no. knows that he that he's below her in the in the vents and she has kind of an interesting thing there that you wrote down about her comment on uh uh yeah um oh man I i'm trying to, <laughs> i i made so it much was, uh, it was about uh, yeah it was her comment on how uh, she can smell his stench from a parsec away oh yeah yeah that's right so like uh um so for those who may or may not know uh parsec is distance for the longest time, I thought it was time because, you know, you watch episode four and they say, oh, the Millennium Falcon uh, did it in under 12 parsecs. And I think, oh, it's got to be time. No, it's, it's actually distance. Um, but uh, it, it's funny that they bring she brings that up uh, again. And it's a nice little homage to the original movies. Yeah. I, I, I like these little um, these little like I don't know if I should say Easter eggs, but like like uh, these little you know hints are like hey remember this and like i, I like how george like places them not you know in what this it is you know what? what it is is this just star wars man like this yeah. is this this right here is star wars yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. Um, real star wars yeah yeah um but yeah wow. we, that's uh but yeah it's it's interesting that they kind of throw that out there and uh oh, really cool before, fight scene yeah oh, really yeah. good fight scene but before that fight scene um so Asajj is telling, uh, um, oh, what's her face? Mother, um, oh, Mother Talzin. Mother Talzin. She's telling Mother Talzin that she wants revenge and all this stuff and that, um, they can do it. And she's kind of given two of her sisters tasked with her, but they give, uh, they give them this kind of magic, uh, it's not a potion, but like a, a magic spell, and they have to stand in this. Uh, oh yeah, I mentioned hole. yeah, yeah. They they turn invisible through the mist. Yeah. yeah, they turn invisible, and they dart Dooku in his sleep with this poison dart. He's blinded, um, but you know Count Dooku, he's a former Jedi Master, right? You know, like top in the in as far as like a swordsman goes, and like force sensitive goes, like one of the best like i would say top you know i would say as purely swordsman i'd say yoda mace windu count dooku top three uh there's a lot on that list but like those are very uh those qualify for top three in my out head. of the jedi order dooku is known as one of the greatest swordsmen of all time exactly. uh, that's that's also why he has this curved lightsaber it's a it's a particular 
kind of style of uh, of fighting. It's a, a very elegant kind of form. Um, that I just love the character of Dooku. He's such an interesting character, and like, you know, what an honor to have Christopher Lee have have played him. You know, like, just so yeah. cool, legendary actor. Yeah, um, amazing. But uh, yeah, um, so we see this awesome fight. But by the end of the episode, uh, which mind you, Dooku just like almost gets bested, but then it quickly turns the tide of the fight and you know throws them out the window with force lightning and in you know and all it just kind of brushes his shoulder off as if it's no big deal but yeah. um yeah so ventress and the, the night sister ca- cannot defeat uh dooku that way they need somebody more capable so talzin yeah. and ventress have have kind of plotted to uh hire a well i train up a new uh assassin for dooku to kind of take uh, under his wing uh without him knowing that his loyalty would kind of lie to to the night sisters but uh yeah. they, they kind of they kind of try to plan their next their next big move against against dooku here which kind of leads us into the next episode if you have nothing else um no i mean like we see as they're tasked to go kill Do- kill dooku uh, they're given um jedi just regular Jedi colored lightsabers. We have two green ones and one blue one. The blue one is Asajj Ventress. And the two green ones are with um, uh, the sisters. But like even even blinded uh, because they, they, you know, he gets started in the neck, right? And the whole fight scene, like he just, he, he ends up dominating. And it's just crazy because, you know, this is Count Dooku and even blind, like this guy just schools uh, Asajj Ventress and her sisters. Like just, you know, dummies yeah. them, right? And... Yeah, he's it's a, pretty he's, remarkable he's an, to see. He's a, oh yeah, he's an amazing character. But um, yeah, the next one on our list here is called uh, Monster. Uh, so yeah, let's take a look at the featurette. Yeah. I think here's a case where you can see an effect, a recognition that the fans love Darth Maul. Love them. You know, George brought up at the story meeting with the writers that he wanted to bring this character back. Now, we were like, well, that's going to be difficult because you cut him in half. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty hard to come back from. What we decided instead was, well, there's got to be others of these guys. This is the village where, evidently, according to George Lucas, Darth Maul would have been from originally. And these guys are his kin, his brothers, to some degree. And this is where Ventress goes to find a warrior to use as her pawn in her plot against Count Dooku. Welcome, sister. I have come for the selection. Yes, yes, of course. Line up, heads of each tribe. Pharaoh, try not to draw attention to yourself. That won't be a problem for me, Savage. You know, Savage is a pawn. He's a pawn... He is a terrible story where Feral, his brother, you know, really gets used by the Night Sisters because to prove loyalty to them, you know, they make him kill him. Feral! Brother, get up! The witch. Where is she? It adds another dimension to these guys where. They're not all crazed lunatics with tattoos and horns. You know, they have feelings, they have emotions. It makes them more dynamic, more dimensional as characters that 
they would fight for each other as warriors, you know, as, as brothers. And, and that Savage gets manipulated and really, you know, transformed into this hulking monster and loses a lot of his identity in the process as he becomes a pawn of Ventress. And what's interesting is, does Ventress see or does she not see that she's really doing to Savage what Duca had done to her? I said, kill him. No, brother, brother, please. Ventress has a long way to go yet before she cleanses out this evil, this poison that the Sith have put in her, because now she's a little instrument of destruction that is now not just destroying her own life, but destroying others around her. And, you know, that is the nature of the dark side. It is a destroyer. It is not a creator. And we see that scenario play out um, in this series of episodes. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's not even just a destroyer, but a corrupter and, a, you know, just twists things right which the easter egg for this episode is evil is not born it is taught so that that i found was really uh I kind of nailed it on the head with that one mm-hmm. big time yeah um <clears throat> so this one is uh with the title being monster we get just exactly that we get eventually one of darth maul's kind one of his brothers um and uh before we get to that at this point, Dooku is under the impression that Asajj is dead. Like, she's history, no more. And as Asajj Ventress returns to her home planet on Daphomir, uh, she speaks with Mother Townsend about the whole situation. And then uh, Mother Townsend offers uh, one of Darth Maul's kind to uh, Dooku in a, in a hologram meeting uh, that they mm-hmm. have, in a, in a call they have. And uh, Dooku... It, 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 they made it seem in this episode like uh, actually Mother Townsend mentions that you know because because you guys took uh, you know tried to assassinate him you know he's probably fearful for his life now um, and then right after she says that they, she has the call uh, with Count Dooku. Um, well, and- Dooku pays her a visit in person uh, in this episode at the very beginning. Too. like he's he yeah. goes to dathomir and it's kind of revealed that dooku and talzin go go back uh quite far actually yeah so it's um, like a, like dooku and talzin have known each other kind of in a in a previous previous time yeah and um, uh, and talzin is kind of using her uh, the fact that dooku had once apparently helped her uh she's using that as an excuse to kind of provide him this service of uh finding him a new recruit kind of thing to be his assassin so so it's a, it's a really good convenient kind of hook that that she's able to use so it doesn't look suspicious right um because the first thing that you would think is like oh i just killed my apprentice and now this random person who's up, probably up to no good is contacting me offering a new one right like that i don't know it just seems a little weird but uh you know, the fact that she's able to say, oh, well, she was one of our clan. That's how I know this. And also you did me a solid once. So let me let me do you a favor. Right. So <laughs> he doesn't suspect anything. Like, yeah. Nothing at all. Uh, but interestingly enough, it, uh, she says, you know, 
you scratch my back once upon a time, I'll scratch yours. But after this, I hope we don't cross paths ever again. Yeah. Well, she's hoping that this succeeds and that he's dead after this whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, he but- doesn't know what she meant by that. But uh, it, it's funny to think that Sith, you know, Count Dooku, he's, he's a Sith Lord. He's 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 not dumb by any means. But like that one just kind of brushes over his head and he, he doesn't see it. So... Um, Interesting, interesting to think about. Perhaps he's still shooken yeah. up about you know the the assassination attempt on his he's life. He's eager. You know, sleep, yes. right? yeah, yeah, he is eager to get a replacement. Uh, but uh, it, it's actually it's interesting that because he's seeking a, a replacement, uh, Talzin brings up in his in her little meeting with Dooku in in on Dathomir there that uh, she asks him, "Are have you heard of the Sith warrior Darth Maul?" Uh-huh. And he goes, yes, yes, he was slain by Obi-Wan Kenobi on Naboo. Uh, and and she kind of says, well, the, a few still exist uh, in his bloodline. So uh, the tribe that he came from is the tribe that we see, the one that Dave was talking about. Uh, that That is the tribe that we see Savage Press come from. Now, it is possible that they are kind of all either cousins or you know, semi-relatives or whatever. But uh-huh. in this, in this kind of, on this world, uh, the Night Sisters are kind of a thing. Uh, they're they're the dominant species on this planet, and also uh, the um, uh, the 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 Night. They call themselves the Night Brothers, kind of in homage to the Night Sisters. But uh, their original home planet is Iridonia. So Z- there's female Zabriks and there's male Zabriks. Uh, Darth Maul being, um, you know, male Zabrik, of course, but uh, a small tribe of them exists on on Dathomir. So what we see is kind of a small settlement of of this species that has kind of been there for many many years, um, and uh, and uh, uh, they they call themselves refer to themselves as uh, as the Knight Brothers. So uh, it's interesting and ironic to me that Dooku seeks a a, a a kinship person of Maul's bloodline who Maul being the guy who killed Dooku's Jedi Padawan being Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh-huh. I think I think that's very interesting that he is now a Sith Lord and is now going to take on an apprentice of of relation to Darth Maul, the guy who killed his Jedi Padawan in his Jedi life who he's left behind that as well, right? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Interesting to see how he really just doesn't care, right? You know, he's he's he knows full on who he is, but he, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's he's turned to the dark side at this point. Um, so the uh, the the person of the of the Darth Maul race that we um that we meet in this episode, his name is Savage Savage Opress. So yeah. um, they. Um, Asajj Ventress kind of goes to their area on Daphomir there and and says, okay, where are the warriors? And then the their leader of their clan kind of says, okay, here they are. Here are the you know the the contestants. And then she's she kind of gives them the lowdown of what turns into a, like a mini little Olympics, like a just a a, a fight off kind of fight to the death kind of thing. Um, yeah, very gladiator style. Very gladiator, like you know, um, you know. Uh, it just kind of goes into their. It's like it's like very uh, 
almost like a cultural thing, right? Like it's uh-huh. uh, like their culture is uh, on very similar to the Mandalorians in the way that they have a warrior culture. The Knight Brothers and the and the Knight Sisters are very kind of warrior oriented, right? It's yeah. all to do with life and death. And and if you don't, if you're not strong and you can't survive in, in an arena like this, then you're no good as a mate and you're no good as a, uh, as well, somebody who can hold their own, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, only, but yeah. Only, uh, yeah. Like, all, yeah, pretty much the did, only did the strongest you, shall survive. Did you second guess the fact that out of all these contesters, Savage Press just happens to be force sensitive? Um, no, because we don't really we don't really see him use the at least in that in that part of the episode. We don't see him use the force just no. yet. Yeah. Um, only so, when Dooku is training him. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's that kind of brings it back to, you know, um, Qui-Gon Jinn with Anakin. He senses that, hey, this kid is super strong with the Force, right? Um, and kind mm-hmm. of same thing with... Uh, and he has Ob- quick reflexes and... Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Same thing with kind of Obi-Wan and Luke. Like, you know, your your bloodline is very strong in the Force and I can teach you and all this stuff. So it's it's mm-hmm. one of those things where the, the Master will see death. And so... They have their little Olympics. They have the three rounds. Savage Press and his brother, um, whatever his name is, they they make it to the last round. But um, while uh, Asajj Ventress is fighting Savage's, man, those those names are they're so close together. I'm gonna mix them up all the time. Um, but <laughs> Ventress and Savage. <laughs> Ventress and Savage. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Ventress is fighting Savage's um, his brother. A pharaoh. Pharaoh, um, and they, she, she's about to kind of like force choke him out, and uh, we see Savage kind of hop back in, and he says, "Spare him," you know, referring to um, Pharaoh, and then she does, and then takes him on as the winner, and then kind of tells him, you know, the lowdown of what's going to happen. So I want to kill Dooku. You're going to learn uh, the ways of the dark side. He's going to teach you all this stuff. Um, but your loyalty remains with us. And as this is happening, they kind of do a ritual on Savage Press now, but they... Yeah, literally they, making a monster out of this person that was, you know, you could tell that his he had a relatively good heart for his kin. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he, was, he was a warrior still, but he wasn't totally evil. He wasn't a monster, hence the name yeah. of, the, of the episode. But they do this ritual on him and they, you know, just pump black magic into this guy. And they, like his muscles grow. He grows physically taller. He's like, what, let's say six feet or something. He grows oh, into like, he's, he's like, like six, eight. five, seven feet. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's like 10 feet tall or something. He's just a monster. He's massive. Well, he's supposed right? to be, he's supposed to be taller than Count Dooku by, by like a head or two. And Count Dooku, uh, if, uh, Christ- is Christopher Lee, right? Yeah. So if we go off Christopher Lee's height, He's like what uh, six two or something. He's one point nine six meters. One point nine six meters. So he's he's over six feet. So he's yeah yeah six. he's over six feet. He's uh, six point four feet. Yeah, so, so he's a big so, dude. So Savage yeah. Press is probably over seven feet tall. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, well know, over well over seven feet tall. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal size, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, massive guy, right? And uh, they 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 kind of do this little spell on him and then they kind of 
lightly tap his forehead and it's kind of like you are going to remain loyal to only us in the end right and mm -hmm. then uh they offer uh mother tells and offers to count dooku um Savage Press, and then he comes out with this enchanted axe that uh, yeah. Mother Talzin gives him. So you know, the jacked up on the black axe. magic. Yeah, like jacked yeah. up on the magic, jacked up weapons on the magic. Like this guy is crazy, right? He just this guy's pumped it. full of everything artificial. Like there's nothing, oh, yeah. there's nothing real. Like what the warrior, this skilled warrior that Ventress fought in that gladiator arena is already gone. Like the oh, yeah. what what they've done is taken this guy who was once a skilled uh warrior that that was kind of evident that he was able to use the force and they've turned him into the into this monster like they've straight up just and that's what the dark side does right like it's it's like what dave was saying it's a it's a, it destroys and this is in no way better than what he was before like if if his path would have gone any differently where he was trained in the light side uh he could have been a very uh powerful adversary to to somebody given time and training right but i mean they've tried to express this whole thing with pure <laughs> you know magic yeah. and hatred and power and revenge and uh yeah. and you know in the next episode we see where it leads yeah uh so they basically they give him the doku to doku count doku, doku. <laughs> count doku <laughs> they give him to count doku to train right um and then uh, Dooku tells him, I'll teach you the way of the force and all that stuff. And he gives him a mission and tells Savage Press, okay, you're going to go to this planet. You're going to kill these Jedi and mm -hmm. get, get, uh, get control oh. of this temple, which is rightfully ours back. Quick, quick, quick side note from that, that temple being that the, he said, he said a really interesting thing about that Jedi temple being turned into a military outpost. He says, mm. don't be fooled, <laughs> Savage. This Jedi temple is not what, not what, you know, not what it, uh, it seems. So they've turned yeah. it into a military outpost and it's key to capturing that part of the the galaxy or whatever right or that that planet so yeah very interesting another little like sting at the jedi for oh yeah peacekeeper bunch you know no just yeah they're they're leading a war right now their sacred temples have now also been turned into military outposts right yeah so anyway, continue there. Further bad-mouthing the Jedi and whatnot, right? Um, yeah, well, also just giving us a little input on like, hey, yeah, like they're not looking so hot, you know? No, so, no. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, keep going. So uh, let's see here. So yeah, he goes he goes to this planet and he meets with these two Jedi. I have no idea what their names are, but it's a master and a Padawan, right? Uh, they're fighting a bunch of droids and Savage just like a, a like picture a bull, right? Like a really pissed off bull. He's just like, through all the droids it was just so pouring, quick right? yeah, yeah like he under, just, under like 20 seconds to like just yeah. take the temple back you know like, yeah crazy yeah. just embarrasses these two right and then the master says to the padawan like stay here i got this and then yeah he doesn't even have a lightsaber at this point right he just has this enchanted axe and he just dominates i, him, I like, don't think i've him. seen jedi die that quickly other than the fight in Palpatine's office and in the Geonosian arena, like where where it was both considered slaughters, right? Yeah, like, I've, I, I, like like those Jedi died really fast. Yeah, especially for especially for a guy who didn't even have a lightsaber on him. Exactly, like uh, all he has is this axe, right? And he just dummies yeah. these two, right? And then he quickly calls Count Dooku and he says, "All right, Master, the mission's done." Uh, and then Dooku says, very impressive. And then, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, 
Well, he he gets him back to Sereno and furthers his training uh, a lot more. But yeah, um, but before we yeah. get to that, he kind of tells him he kind. It's interesting because Dooku does the same thing uh, that kind of Palpatine does with Luke in Episode Six, and uh, but but. Before I get to that, like he's uh, Dooku tells Savage Press, he kind of tells him the whole classic spiel of like uh, we can overthrow the Sith Lord, which is uh, Sidious Palpatine at this point, uh, and he says uh, together we can rule the galaxy. So uh, it's funny because Vader says the same thing to Luke mm-hmm. uh, about Sidious in in Episode Six or yeah. Episode Five, actually Episode Five. Um, but and in episode six like well yeah on on endor yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah Yeah. so in both of those but like you know classic like let's kill my master and then we can be you know yeah exactly and it makes you wonder it's like oh dooku definitely did say this to ventress at one point right like oh yeah like he he's just kind of he's straight up abandoned her right and and uh and he plans to if if savage oppress is a worthy apprentice uh, which Ventress was kind of turning out to be, right? But that's why Palpatine made him get rid of her because she was becoming too powerful. And, uh, you know, so it was a bit of a waste on Dooku's part. But yeah, uh, um, he plans to do the same with, with, with Savage Opress, to use him as part of the, re- the rule of two to, to ki- eventually kill his master Palpatine and take over the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they always seem to be uh, reducing, reusing, and recycling that rule of two, right? Um yeah, but it's the way of the Sith. Yeah. Exactly, the way of the Sith, and uh, you know that classic, uh, that classic mentality always goes back to the beginning of the episode where it says, "Evil is not born; it's taught." Um, yeah, yeah, um, that's a good place to actually end it off. Um, we got our feature up for the next episode that we should probably get into here. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Witches of the Mist is the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode, Witches of the Mist. Let's take a listen. Are you up for the challenge of putting your hate to better use? Yes, Master. In Witches of the Mist, uh, I had an opportunity to do something I've wanted to do for a very long time. Um, And that was bring Republic Commandos into the Clone Wars TV series. Oh, yeah. Now, I played the game Republic Commandos, uh, you know, when it came out. I really loved that game. And I've said before that the cinematics from that game really kind of influenced me as to what I thought the Clone Wars could be. It had such a great you know, look at the world uh, from the trooper's point of view. When we originally shot this episode, the group of clones that brought back the bodies of the two um, dead Jedi were not uh, Republic Commandos. It occurred to me this would be really good if it was these commandos that were bringing back the bodies of these Jedi. So I felt very strongly that the fans um, deserved it. You know, I wanted to put the commandos in for a while, and here was the opportunity. Everyone was killed, including Master Halsey and his Padawan. In the past, only Dooku's assassin was capable of such an effort. But she was presumed dead at the Battle of Sullust. It was a, a very great thing the crew did here 
because they weren't in the initial design build. And there's a limit to how many things we can actually make in any one episode. And it just so happened that um, Witches of the Mist, because we had two previous episodes, it wasn't as heavy as a normal episode would be. So really late in the game, I said, you know, we really need these Republic Commandos. And the crew, as always, uh, responded brilliantly. Um, we had designs done in, in a matter of days. Uh, you know, they, they're of course already designed, which made it really easy for us to, to follow. We had these maquettes that really gave us a great guide. Uh, I talked to some of the guys that had made the Republic Commandos game. They were still at LucasArts. Um, Joel Aaron, my CG supervisor, was getting these shots in, and he had had this idea that what if we had them arrive in the rain? And I thought, well, Joel, that would be great. But, uh, you know, rain and water and Clone Wars haven't really been the best of friends over the years, but Joel has just been breaking new ground constantly with um, effects in this series. And <laughs> when that shuttle door opens and water's dripping off it and in the rain, it just sets the perfect mood um, for the sequence. And uh, the fans, judging from the reaction in Celebration 5, really appreciated it. All right, well, uh, I guess we don't really need to talk about Commandos too much because that entire feature out was dedicated to them, but uh, I was super happy to see those commandos back because Republic Commando is my favorite video game of all time. And uh, hence my 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 uh, username on basically everything is uh, Republic Commando. So uh, yeah, really cool Easter egg there. Uh, Republic Commandos, just in case any listeners don't know what they are, uh, they are in the Battlefront 2 game finally with an update that came out in the fall. But uh, they're basically elite clone troopers of the highest regard that kind of operate in squads of four and they pull off kind of the most tedious difficult missions that the republic has and they're not very commonly seen because they operate independently they're not on the battlefront they're typically doing their own thing uh, off to the side uh, secret kind of black ops missions so that is what a republic commando or clone commando does and in this episode, we got to see Delta Squad, which is kind of the the primary uh, team that we saw in the video game Republic Mando. So very cool. And uh, thank you, Dave, for putting that in. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, do you want to read off the uh, Easter, the fortune cookie for this one? Uh, uh, let's see. I can't. Yeah, which oh, is I, actually I didn't read. I didn't write it down for this. Oh, one. you I didn't. Okay, for, yeah. I wrote it down for Monster. Okay, all right. So this one, it was uh, also a very good one. The path to evil may bring great power, but not loyalty. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, just kind of kind of skipping to like where that brings uh, meaning is, uh, uh, is well, Dooku's a little ticked off because he sent, you know, Savage Press to go exact uh, Dooku's revenge on a, a long time old person that we've seen many many episodes ago now uh which was the episode ambush which was season one episode one and it was uh it featured Yoda and some clones trying to meet uh, King Katuko and Ventress was there sending armies of droids after Yoda and you know so basically because he joined the Republic and not the Separatist he's kind of like hey I'm just going to use my new assassin take him out maybe or you know actually you know what i'll go one further i'll get him to bring him to me alive and then i'm going to take him out right and uh part of that is he actually ended up killing 
uh, in the process by accident. And this entire episode, Anakin and Obi-Wan are trying to chase down Savage Press and all that. And it gets very exciting. But where where it kind of hits home is when Ventress and Savage Press, she finally kind of intercepts the two of them uh, and and turns Savage Press over to her loyalty again. And there's a bit of a fight there. And uh, that's where this whole kind of uh, co- uh, fortune cookie comes into place. Because through the midst of the battle, he's kind of losing. Like, like Savage Press is not looking good. And he keeps on getting hit by lightning. And Ventress is like blaming it on him that they're not killing him yet already and everything. And then he realizes, he's like, hey, she's just using me. Like, like she doesn't care what happens to me. She's just using me to kill that guy who was her master, right? So he kind of gets fed up with with this whole thing and starts uh, starts going at both of them. So you have a three-way a lightsaber duel in that little room there, uh, which was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really like that. I mean, in this episode, the, the Jedi learn about uh, uh, Savage Press and Yoda, Mace Windu, and Obi-Wan, they're kind of having a brief meeting and they kind of tell him, like, hey, uh, one of Darth Maul's kind is back. And then... Uh, Obi-Wan's kind of like, I but I killed him myself. And then they show him who he is. And um, we we see kind of uh, between all the little side missions that Dooku sends Savage Press on, we kind of see bits of his training as well. Um, so he's given a staff saber exactly like uh, Darth Maul's. Not, 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 the hilt isn't the same, but you know what I mean. Like he has a staff saber just like Darth Maul did. But anyways, um, yeah, so he... In this whole training session between Dooku and Savage, like Dooku's just toying with him. He's he's like he's calling him sloppy, and he's like give in to your hatred, and that's the only way you'll get better. And he he says, you know, uh, if you if you do this, I I will show you the way. And he's just he's toying with him at this point. Um, and then we get another little snippet of uh, Dooku training um, Asajj with the Force, and then. Uh, Dooku lifts up these like four, four or five or six pillars, and then uh, he tells Savage to do the same. And he says, oh, "I can't do it." And then Dooku's just blasting him with Force Lightning over and over and over again. And then through that, uh, Savage Press kind of gives into his hatred, and then he's able to lift all of them. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah. like hatred being like a very quick way to kind of access the power of the dark side, right? Like that is yeah. a very uh, and we we saw those gateways for both Anakin and for Ventress and, and, you know, Dooku is in part also kind of unlocking that in him as well. And, and it kind of takes us back to the fact that evil is taught. It's not born. So, yeah. uh, But yeah, like the fact that, uh, that, that this episode's Easter egg was uh, the path to evil may bring great power, but not loyalty. I mean, it's true. Like, like the dark side of the force is a is a pathway to many abilities you know but uh but it's it's uh it's not a path to loyalty like yeah. like it's it's kind of in the tradition of the sith to not be loyal in fact it's it's tradition to kind of always constantly be betraying one another and seeking power over loyalty every time it's always about the power it's never about uh loyalty or or forgiveness or or friendship or anything like that it's it's completely about uh gaining more and more and more all the time and exacting revenge and satisfying with with all that all that stuff so um yeah uh 
at the war at the end of the episode i mean of course everyone kind of gets away and everything like that dooku escapes ventress escapes uh a savage press escapes and <laughs> anakin and obi-wan lose him and and everything like that but um but i just want to kind of skip to the end because we're running out of time here um the uh he kind of returns to mother talzin and I guess he doesn't really blame her for what she's done because he blames everything on Ventress for turning him into what he is and for, for abandoning him similar to how uh, Dooku abandoned her in terms of kind of where loyalty is. Yeah. And uh, he feels he feels betrayed, he says to her. And, and he's like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on train. I'm not, I'm not ready to fight them all. Right. He's got the Jedi on his tail chasing him down. He's got Dooku is probably after him now as well. And Ventress isn't too happy with him at this point either. No. So, I mean, he's like, like, what do I do? Like, I, he's just, you know, he's untrained. He's unrefined. He's He's got nothing in terms of skill and ability uh, yet whatsoever, aside from the fact that he's just got sheer power. So, so Mother Talzin kind of is the big reveal uh, where she sends him on his way to the Outer Rim to find uh, a long lost kind of brotherhood kin of their clan, which is Darth Maul, who is living in the Outer Rim and uh, apparently has survived from his uh, demise on Naboo. Yeah. Yeah, he so gets this cut is in kind half. Of a, yeah, so he was cut in half, and we're going to see kind of how they how they juggle that out in the next season of Star yeah. Wars The Clone Wars. But, um, but I guess this is the last time that we see them this season, I guess being in season three. Uh, I believe, at least. Uh, but yeah, what did you think about that reveal? Because I think you you kind of was already spoiled by the fact that Maul do- does live by watching uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. And uh, you've seen little clips of other uh, animated shows online. But but I mean, you know, like you're, you're still not sure how he returns. So like, wh- I, I want to hear what you think about just from someone who doesn't know how Maul comes back but is aware that he does like how do you think he comes back that's just or how, how do you think he already came back because he's around right he's he's still alive yeah that's just it I mean like to me you're cut in half you're dead like you're done right so like I still question him, uh, like yes they're gonna bring him back I'll be interested to see how they do it and how they pull it off but um I, I hope it's not some kind of like bogus claim like oh he was I don't know, force ghost, and then he brought himself back to life. I don't know. As long as it's not some stupid and cheesy, then I'm good with it. As long as it can be like, okay, yeah, that that happens. But like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I honestly don't know how to answer that question because, like I said, like he's to me, he's dead at this point. It's obvious, like he's he's alive, right? It, we we find out in the show that he's hanging out in the outer rim. But um, you know, how did he come about? Like uh, his bottom half has to be, you know, like it's got to be robotic, you know. If you ask me, I mean, there's no way you fuse your body back together after you're diced in half. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. Like that's my guess. Like he probably has robotic legs or something, or you know, like how he gets a lightsaber back. I don't know any of that. So we know, like, just from how this episode and this arc went, like we, I can sense that. Darth Maul is going to end up training uh, Savage Opress, and they're going to be like a crazy duo. And I'm excited to see the duels between Obi-Wan and Anakin and those two, because that'll be wicked. I'm actually really stoked on that now. But yeah, as far as how he comes back to life or how he didn't die, I really don't know. But um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to find out. But I I, I don't know, though, because like, there's got to be a good way that they play this off. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Um, yeah. yeah, like there's, yeah. As long as they can justify it and make it like, okay, yeah, you know, he died, but like he's back. All right, cool. As long as it's not something stupid and cheesy like the abortion trilogies, then, then yeah, we're, we'll be good. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, the next, uh, well, actually, this season is subtitled, uh, well, when it was marketed, it was subtitled as uh, Season 3, Star Wars The Clone Wars, Secrets Revealed. And uh, the last season, being Season 2, was subtitled as uh, Rise of the Bounty Hunters. So uh, it's, it's kind of cool to kind of, you know, it, it does pay homage to that name of Secrets Revealed because... Now we're seeing secrets revealed. We're seeing uh, secrets revealed in terms of like how Darth Maul is going to come back, how they're going to reintroduce that. The next arc is uh, one of the most important arcs in Star Wars. Like I, I would say the next arc we're about to watch is is kind of one of the most, um, in terms of lore, it's one of the most uh, kind of philosophical trio of episodes that we've ever seen in the show yeah and and it remains to be probably my favorite clone wars arc of all time that's the next arc that we're gonna watch that's quite the title to put to that so i'm excited to see it yeah yeah it's it it, like honestly it is just crazy like beyond this kind of galaxy kind of crazy okay Uh so so it, it it gets into a lot of cool crazy stuff and and it's interesting to see where the show's going but uh yeah just to kind of get this one arc that here you know just a really solid entertaining arc of of villains and you know and uh awesome easter eggs and everything like that like i'm looking forward to your reaction of like what the rest of this show is going to be like but uh yeah i don't know is there anything you kind of want to say before we wrap up here um no i think that's it for me uh but yeah like like i said i'm excited to see how it turns out um but yeah, I I can't wait. If it's if it's that good, if it's the best in the series or your favorite, I I think it's gonna oh yeah, be good. oh but, yeah. The next one oh, yeah. is is my favorite <laughs> of all time. It, it's yeah. more or less just because it's mind blowing. Like like when I saw it for the first time, I was like, what the actual heck? Like yeah, I just yeah. I didn't I didn't know what to think. I was like just completely overwhelmed. Uh, so yeah, but I mean that's just so many people have so many different favorite arcs, right? So I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, it is it is truly something special to kind of get this excited over a Star Wars animated show like uh, like like the Clone Wars. It's it's a really special part of Star Wars. Yeah, so. definitely. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming back on the show, Diego. Thanks so much, man, for having me. Always a pleasure. I'll see you next time. For sure. All right, and thanks to all you guys listening to uh, Star Wars Escape Pod. Uh, please do us a favor if you can, give us that uh, five star review and uh, send this podcast to a friend uh, if you're able, because uh, getting our listener count up there would be really cool to see. And uh, we want to hear your opinion about uh, the show and all that. So you can get a your, us, uh, you can get you can get in touch with us uh, at our uh, Twitter account at SW Escape Podcast. And uh, our email is theescapepodoutlook.com. Both are in the description below uh, in the episode. So uh, don't worry. Uh, that's down there if you need it. And, uh, you know, what What do you guys think about uh, the return of Darth Maul? If you've never seen the Clone Wars before, uh, I'm really curious to see kind of 
new opinions on this because it's been many years since this season came out and uh you know it's always it's always interesting to hear a fresh opinion on the matter but um yeah how do you think this compares to kind of palpatine's return in uh the rise of skywalker obviously that was done in a in a feature-length film and this we've had a lot of build-up um starting with this episode to maul's return as well but um yeah it'd be cool to kind of hear what you guys think about that so uh, that being said, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you all next time on another episode of Clone Wars Talk right here on Star Wars Escape Pod. And uh, if you haven't picked up your Blu-ray yet for The Rise of Skywalker, that has been released now as well. So if you're if you're into um, if you're into that, I got my steelbook. But <laughs> in the meantime, I'll catch you guys next time. May the Force be with you. It's like-